You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast, brought to you ad-free with the support of our patrons. Visit mashthosebuttons.com or stay tuned after the show for more details. Hey there, welcome to episode 127 of Push the Point, recapping December in Overwatch League and Overwatch-related stuff, presented by Mash Those Buttons, your source for player updates, storylines, and more, everything Overwatch League and pretty much everything Overwatch um, this season. I'm your host, Ramses. Thanks for hanging out. Leave us a review on iTunes, follow us on Twitter, pushpointpod, um, at Ramses underscore OW, and at Labosco's Twitter, at Labosco. I always feel like there's a one, but I know there isn't. I know it's just your handle. It's just Labosco. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I uh, today the day we're recording is a sort of bitter uh, sweet day, I guess, because it's my Twitter anniversary and also the day my dad passed away. So I get constantly reminded that, oh, yeah, this is the day you're, you made a Twitter, but it's also not a good day for other reasons. And I'm thinking about you, bud. Hope you're feeling better. Appreciate or it. I hope. Yeah. Um. So kind of a weird month we'll talk about i mean there was some owl news but i think it's been so much overshadowed by the activision blizzard news so we're gonna flip it a little bit we'll do the owl news at the beginning of the podcast we'll kind of go through the last month of stuff and then we will go into um kind of the big amount of the activision blizzard stuff that's happened over the past month um on our sheet i accidentally printed the, i accidentally added this in um in raw in the order we're like in the most recent to most to most distant. So I guess we'll go reverse order in this list. Um kind of we'll t- we'll take some moments to kind of poke on each thing. Um not super, super long. Um, but I still think there's some important stuff to get through. Um, number one, most important for me, uh the Houston Outlaws picked up Lastro at Flex Support. Um, love the dude. Uh, Mr. Sex Big Dick himself. So I'm stoked to have him on the team. I still wonder what Houston's going to do for a main support, but I mean, this is a dude who I think is nothing but a good signing. Do you, do you like it better than having Crimzo? Crimzo is kind of my boy, but I'm a, I I am as satisfied with having him as with having Crimzo. I would say. Really? I mean, I think him and Iris is a really solid team. I like Crimson maybe a little bit more, but I kind of think I put that more to like fan bias rather than like skill level, you know? Yeah, I mean, he he played pretty decently for the Defiant last season for Lastro. Um, like you said, him and Iris as your your sort of your combo. That's pretty good, wouldn't you think? Mm hmm. I think so. I'm still wondering what they're going to do for main support, because as of now, we haven't really heard who they have yet. Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see what they decide to do. But I mean, as far as like covering everything with Iris and Lastro for Flex and who knows, maybe they're they're thinking that uh, when 5v5 hits, maybe it'll be more important to have those two Flex supports than it'll be mm-hmm. to have the um, the uh, the main support necessarily like they might not do anything with that it, they might just have one of these guys learn those other he- heroes um just because it might play style wise maybe the main support's going to change a little bit mm-hmm. 
Um, moving on, Florida Mayhem picked up Adam, who was an off-tank, spent a very, very, very brief window on the LA Valiant, but he's known mostly for his tenure in Australian contenders. Uh, people really like him. Uh, don't don't confuse him with Adam, the former Team USA main support. Uh, this is an off-tank from Australia. We didn't really get to see what he could do in Owl last time, so I'm happy that he gets he gets to make it back in. That being said, I have no opinion on the guy as far as like actual play. I have never actually seen him do anything. It's so hard to know right now, too, what this team's going to look like. Like, you have three players that we know are for sure on the roster, right? Like, one of them, I, I don't remember if it was, I think we covered it because I think it was announced, like, in the during the day of Mir. Like, we knew Checkmate was still going to be on the team. I remember that. I just can't remember mm-hmm. if mirror was something that we knew or not. Regardless of that, like like you have two a tank, you have two DPS and a tank. Like we, we know you only need one one tank now, but we don't know if they're gonna try and cover more bases with that. Like there's still so much up in the air for the Florida Mayhem. Mm-hmm. There's still a little bit more roster construction to do, I guess. I feel like I feel like they still need maybe that one more piece. Um, Washington Justice picked up opener at main support. Um, player that I'm not super familiar with. Um, I'm gonna see if I can get any more dirt on him real quick. Do you have any sort of experience with opener, Lobosco? Uh, with opener, uh, he's a pretty young guy, if my memory serves. Um, I know he he's po- currently underage. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he'll he'll be of age, like probably when the season starts. So it'll be fine. It's just as of right now, he's still only 17. Um. I, I think he played a little bit with Gen G and I think he played on like Gen G Gen A. Yeah. Um, Gen A and ground zero gaming. This is a guy who, who like did a little bit of um, working his way through into contenders. Um, he, he played in Korea for a little bit. Um, Gen G didn't have the greatest uh run in the the season that he played in and then he was loaned out to an australian team so i mean he he he, the team he was on in australia got third place which is pretty decent so um it's really hard to know when a guy's this young obviously for washington they they think they see a lot of promise in him snap judgment do you think that he's better than would you call him better than closer right now better than closer um, Do you feel more excited about him than you would say with closer? Yeah, because there's more potential for opener than there is closer. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, <laughs> he's he's a lot younger. Um, we've kind of seen what closer is, right? Like, like we don't know what opener is going to be able to do once he gets into the league. And if you think about the roster that he's going to be on, I think that this could be pretty good. Uh, quick note about this team as well, since we're talking about Washington already, um, there was, uh, an announcement today that Fury is leaving the Washington justice. Uh, we don't know where yet, but we know that he's moving to a team in the APAC region, uh, to be closer to his family. So we know he's gone. We don't know who's coming in yet. Um, but we do know that, uh, we don't know where he's going in yet, but we do know that DC has signed Kalios to take over that spot. Kalios is um he's had a little bit of a tenure in Overwatch League, but just has kind of been a little bit of a background guy in a bunch of spots. Um spent some time on Boston. Um spent a little bit of time as well with New York last year. Um with it's been a little bit, I'm forgetting the name of his team. I was on um, WSG Phoenix or GS. I always do that. I always 
always put SG and but it's WGS. He was on WGS Phoenix. Um, uh, I think he played what with Boston, didn't he? A yeah, he played with Boston ago? a little bit. Um, but I'm trying to think of as far as like, yeah, because with Boston, O2 Blast, is Sky that. Foxes, Team Griffin. That's what I'm thinking. O2 he's Blast, played. WGS Phoenix, Alex Celsior. They're now back with the Justice. Yeah, he's played with a lot of teams. Like he's played on a lot of decent in, in a lot of decent orgs. Um, I, I'm just I, I kind of feel like if he was going to break through, he would have broken through and stayed there, right? Um, I think. It's kind of weird because he's a guy who was on Boston back in the inaugural season, right? Mm-hmm. And then kind of didn't get onto a team again. I think he he played on like Third Impact and stuff for a little and then Sky, got onto O2. I have Sky Foxes, Team Griffin, Third Impact, O2 Blast, WGS Phoenix, then Excelsior. Yeah, he he's kind of had like a weird road from what I remember. So like maybe this is his chance at redemption i'm really curious not not that he needed redemption like the season he played on boston they were a pretty good team um i think that's something that people kind of forget about is oh yeah that that first boston team was pretty good but he wasn't really uh was he the guy really he playing didn't start them? it was no it was no note started the whole yeah that's that what time. i thought so it was like he he just never really broke in onto the roster, so this is really going to be his uh, big opportunity, uh, especially filling in the shoes of Fury. This is always the weird thing too. It's like we don't know anything with with how five v. I'm starting to to wonder if we are even going to see the league start in five v five sometimes. Dude, I don't even freaking know. I'm just saying, um, like with how things have been going and the information that we've heard. I'm starting to think that it's starting to to, to look very confusing what's going to happen. Well, and so Kalios's like, quote, I think redemption season was this period of time he spent with WGS Phoenix and with O2 Blast a little bit. I know mm-hmm. like when he was teaming with Yakpung that like that tank duo did really well in contenders. So we'll see. I mean, best of luck to the guy. I hope he does well. Um, but I agree with you that like if he were if, if he were if he was going to like really break out, I think we would have seen it already. Then again, though, um, he, he played on a decent WGS Phoenix team and was, you know, part of them having some success. So who knows? Uh, lots of moves from the Hangzhou spark. They added Chong Goon as their head coach. Uh, Chong Goon, you probably know as the head coach of the Seoul dynasty parted ways with assistant coach only wish. Um, they picked up Zhao Gui and your boy, Labosco, they picked up Miro as an assistant coach. Yeah, they got Miro and they've got Neko too. Like, it, it's, yes, Neko got added. It's pretty crazy. The um, they they've got a lot of coaches, don't they? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like they've got like a super big coaching staff, and I don't know what this team is going to be. Right, like like they had glimpses of being all right last year, but it, it, it's I, I don't know what to think yet. I still don't know what to think. If the pattern holds true, I can't wait for Miro to take over as head coach halfway through the season. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? They've added a ton of players as well. Um, they added Pineapple at Hitscan, um, Alpha Yi at DPS, and Irony at support. Um, they added your boy, Super Rich, at support. Um, yes. So those are the ones they picked up. Um, Pineapple I've heard a little bit more about. And obviously, I've heard about Super Rich a little bit as well. But um, do you have any thoughts on any of those pickups? Um, I really like Pineapple and Alpha Yi. These are both two players that are really, really good. I believe they were a DPS duo pair 
on Billy Billy together and had won some contender seasons together in contenders China. Um, these these are two guys who are pretty darn good. So the mm. these are, are pretty good DPS pickups, especially to pair with Shy and Architect. Like this is going to give you kind of a good range of stuff that you can do. Uh, Alpha Yi, if I remember, is a pretty, pretty good flex player. Um, I think was like a really good echo too for them for Billy Billy. Uh, super rich, super good as well. I know that's kind of weird to say with his name being super rich, but uh, was a really good player on Team CC. I mean, you think about the record that that he had. He was definitely a big part of why they had a lot of success. Um, so I think he's a good addition as well. He's also had a bunch of alternate names as, too, uh, as any Chinese mm-hmm. player seems to always have. But like those three guys might be guys that are starting on day one. They're probably I mean, not it, it, I, I don't know. Like Shy is probably in there um, and then either Pineapple or Alfie, depending on like what the meta is. So they've they've got a lot of really good stuff to work with. Um, maybe this is what Gushui needs to sort of return to form as well. Right. A much more solid team around him. Um, I still like Bernard. <laughs> like mm-hmm. like Bernard is another one. I don't think we I don't know if we mentioned it yet, uh, but Bernard was well, added also- too. Um, irony is a flex support that they also picked up from Billy Billy Gaming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. God, irony. I don't know how I didn't even realize irony was on the team, too. But this is another guy who's just a winner, like just wins in contenders China. So like they, they've taken one of the best contenders China teams, sort of just assembled them together on a roster. Like this was a team that was competing in like NetEase with like the contenders Korea teams. Um, Mm -hmm. this is a good, good roster of players. Uh, it's cool that we're going to get to see a lot of them together to compete on the, the highest stage. And for, for people who may not be as familiar with super rich, this is like one of like your favorite contenders, China players as well. Correct. Not mine. Um, more so like Kenobi and some of the other people's like, I I've always liked super rich for sure. Like he's always been a super talented player. Um, he, he sort of was the guy he was like, I don't know. Main support always doesn't always get the love. Right. But this is like, as far as main support goes, there's few that are better than super rich. Like this is a guy who could potentially be on the level of guys. Um, I would say Moth, but Moth really wasn't the player that we expected last year. Uh, but but like he's that sort of level of could potentially be that sort of level of player. You know, I think, unfortunately, I feel like we have tainted our own speech now that like whenever we say this is a guy, I just think of Al Michaels. Is it Al Michaels <laughs> this or Chris is Collinsworth? Like, this is a guy who... <laughs> Ugh, all those hours spent on Madden. Um, right. Florida Mayhem picked up another player. Um, they picked up someone. Yeah. Who uh, is a main tank player. Um, trying to get a little bit of info on him. Um, formerly with Team CC. Um, Reinhardt, Winston, Arissa, your main tank guy. Um, oh, God, I forgot they had underage players. Yeah. <laughs> God, that name. I hate it. I don't know how they let somebody like that like uh, spend some time with change it. <laughs> spend some time with Gen G and with Team CC. Um, yeah, he is. I again, no, I have no 
no experience with the dude, no idea. Um, but I hope it works out. Yeah. That, uh, I forgot about their underage players that'll be like turning of age, like when the season starts with Hydron and Sir uh uh my like that's they're Sir gonna Mike, be a team. Yeah. They're they're gonna be probably better than people expect. Uh, but I still don't know what they're gonna be because they're so young. Well, there's a similar team, maybe not on the young factor, but like on a a, sle- a sneaky good team. Uh, Boston roster, when you look at it, like Punk, Faith, Valentine, Crimzo, Striker, Marvell is like really solid. Um, they just added kind of a controversial player earlier um, last month with MCD. Uh, MCD got released from Flex Support Player was with Hangzhou Spark. Before that, um, spent a lot of time with Element Mystic. Really well-known guy. Um, had a pretty good season with Hangzhou, um, but he was released, or he was, I guess, his contract was terminated with Hangzhou after he was um, either, I don't know if you want to say caught, or like there were reports of him saying um, slurs against Chinese people in um, in ranked chat. Was it? Or there was something, what was, I'm trying to remember exactly what that was. I forget what it was too, but it was not good. He definitely, he definitely was saying some gamer words. I I think you're right about that. Yeah, he was saying some racist stuff in chat, from what I remember. But like they, um, yeah, Han, like as as soon as it came out, like Hangzhou dropped him, like because I think you and I were expecting like, yeah, like xenophobic comments he made towards a Chinese player during a ranked Overwatch game. Yeah. Um. Um. So no, because they dropped him super quick, and yeah. To be fair, like I was really surprised because I would have figured, like, granted, I, maybe it's an American sports thing where people kind of try and like, oh, well, you know, uh, he's gonna learn his lesson. Oh, we're gonna wait for this to blow over. But like they, they cut him quickly, and I mean, well, he said racist. he's apologized. <laughs> he he has apologized since then. But but I think the thing to think about here is this: he said racist things while playing on a Chinese team. And uh, that's one mm-hmm. of those things that are very, very much not tolerated. Uh, like you don't say bad things about people who are Chinese if you're on in playing for a team in China. Like that's that's a big no no. I mean, it's a big no no anywhere. But like, there's there's definitely a lot less of a tolerance for it. I think. So Boston signing him is an interesting move. I mean, granted, you you saw some people who were really kind of frustrated with it. Um, He's apologized. I don't really know. I don't necessarily know because I'm trying to think of like how what else you can do to like really kind of have improve it. I don't know. I and I understand the argument people have of like there's plenty. I understand the argument people have of like there's plenty of people at that level who are available. Why would you sign this guy who has this sort of history? But I don't know. Boston is shaping up to be interesting. I, I mean. I, I believe that you should give people the chance to redeem themselves too. like he, he definitely th- there are people who have done far worse um, who have had like a history of saying terrible things. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Who have gotten opportunities. So as far as I know for MCD, I don't know if there was a history with him doing that or not. So I think at least as far as like people who maybe should get a chance at redemption and chance to prove themselves. He definitely has a better case than a lot of others. Now, does that mean I'd sign him to my team? Probably not. I mean, I, I thought that they were going to be pretty good with Crimzo and faith. Like I thought that was a pretty good like lineup for your supports. Regardless, I guess they're just sort of covering their bases for the two plex 
flex support meta, which we saw happen at the end of the year and stuff. So maybe they're just thinking about stuff like that. As far as it's concerned for their team, like, like from a from a um, competitive standpoint, there's some merit to it. But there, there's definitely another component to it that I completely understand where people are coming from and being frustrated about it. Um, looking at some more moves, uh, Yachpung retired um, late last month. Paris Eternal re-signed Vistola at Off Tank. Um, you can imagine, I know they did some trialing. Um, he definitely played well last season. I don't know if you he necessarily set the league on fire, but he was like a really good part of that team. So I liked Vistola. That he gets another shot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, I, I like We him. had this conversation when, when he got cut, right? We're like... Not like didn't set the world on fire, didn't like make them, didn't like launch them into another ring, but like played well, definitely deserved to get a shot somewhere. Yeah, so it's nice that he's kind of back in a place he already knows as well. Like, I think that's always good for a player, too. So you kind of look at what they have here. You you don't know what we're going to see as far as the tanks. Um, they added Glister to, to pair with Naga. I, I think they need maybe one more DPS and, um, they, they might end up being pretty, you know, similar to how they were last year, maybe a little bit better. Mm-hmm. We'll have to see. We still have time. Um, they did pick up Mobugi as an assistant coach. We did see, I don't know who that is, but good for him. Um, did you see the Vancouver Titans roster last month, Lobosco? I didn't actually. I haven't. I I uh, I have to admit that's a team that I I don't really look at their stuff. So so I, I have not. Let me break this down for you. Um, right now it's a five man roster. Um, you have Aspire and Shockwave as your DPS duo. Shockwave making his return to the Vancouver Titans. Mm-hmm. Your supports are Masa and Aztec. And at Tank, you have False. Hmm. They might be better than last year. Uh, I don't know how much better, but mm-hmm. they should be better. I, I definitely think that they should at least be a little bit better than they were last year. I don't know if they're going to add another Tank or not. Um. False is getting his first opportunity in the league. Uh, Shockwave, it sucks because we really don't know what he was last year because he really didn't get to play. Um, yeah. And then when he did play, he played fine, but he just didn't get a lot of time. Aspire was sort of that shock, you know, guy that played a lot better than people expected. Um, Masa, I think, has always been pretty solid. Um, Aztec. Toronto was such a weird team last year, man. You know, like they really were. They. um they would win some games here and there, but they weren't anything special. But this is a guy who was part of a pretty good WGS Phoenix team. Um, I think he played a little bit for O2 Blast as well. Like, like there's some pedigree with Aztec. Maybe this is a roster where he'll um, look a little bit better and we'll notice him a little bit more. I mean, remember, Aztec was a guy who had a decent amount of hype coming in. And then yeah, he did once. And then they brought in Lastro and he didn't play at all. 
Yeah. Oh no, wait, true. he played Sigma that one time, right? Because there was a whole thing of like, yo, dude, Aztec Sigma is cracked. Like, bro, he's gonna come out here with a Sigma, <laughs> and then he got freaking stomped. I remember now. That I, I forgot about that, but I, th- there might be more moves for Vancouver, though. There's still a little bit of time before they got to have a full roster. All right. And then rounding up the rest of the moves, um, we already talked about Neko getting added to the spark. Um, the L.A. Valiant picked up a bunch of staff most recently, or they announced a bunch of staff. Uh, they picked up Cola at GM, who I'm not necessarily familiar with his pedigree. Um, but. Wait, is this this? OK, wait, there's multiple colas. <laughs> it's probably the same that the cola that I'm seeing right now. Is a South Korean player currently playing for Incendia Evolution? Well, that's not him. Maybe I'm going to check the Valiant page. Um, but yeah, they picked up Cola as um, their new GM. Um, they picked up Wuyal as an assistant coach, although um, Halo of Thoughts is saying that he's in. He has heard that he's going to be in like in some sort of player coach role. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Yeah, Cola is somebody different. Cola is a different person. Um, but he's going to be in some sort of player coach role. And they've picked up No Hill, who is a, for, a very highly regarded Chinese contenders coach, formerly with TCC or Team CC, excuse me. Um, kind of gotten some hot water last earlier this year, right? From what I remember, did he? I don't. I don't remember if he did or not. Was, wasn't there a thing like that came out about him like yelling at coaches? I know he like yelling at um. There was a thing about I, I thought I remember hearing about him like yelling at um players or being like extremely like verbally abusive. I don't remember that happening. I don't know. I'm trying to remember where I heard that from. I don't think so. Because there was I, like a reason where people were like, why didn't No Hill get picked up? And it was like, well. I remember hearing that like there was a like a there was reasons why. And think. I don't know of anything. Maybe. As far as I remember, I don't I don't remember anything. There's an article from Halo earlier this year. Um, where. OK, so Halo put out an article earlier this year where he said that. um no Hill lost his job with the team due to an online campaign by a minority of Chinese fans who twisted comments he had previously said about a different subject into a false remark about um, Chengdu Hunter's head coach, RUI. Um, so, he, so pretty much. Th- so it was fabricated. Yeah, that it seems like he made comments about like a comp. Um. And then people made it about RUI instead. Yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I don't apparently, apparently the Chengdu community manager kind of came at him pretty hard or something. Oh, I I didn't even know about that. Um, I don't know. That's pretty ridiculous. (laughs) All no hill has done has is make team C one of the best team CC, one of the best teams in contenders. So I, he even won, you know, Gauntlet Asia for 2020. 
Like this is a guy who has a has a history of success. Mm-hmm. Um the the vendetta thing is a little weird. Like at least for the Valiant, they're they're moving in a direction that actually gives me some hope for them. Like we still don't know anything really about their roster, right? Like cuz technically their active squad is still their active squad from last year. Yeah, there's rumors. There's been a lot of rumors that they're going to pick up Dia. Oh, and that please and there's also rumors that innovation is going to join the team as well oh my god dude if they get those two I, I i don't care what they do the rest of the way it's going to be a fun team to watch there's going to be some good stuff oh i hope that's true i really do hope that comes to, to fruition we'll have to see i mean Somebody ta- I remember seeing I think uh, Vic was even talking about that like this is the first it was the first uh, Valiant Twitter post in like legit like six like months four months or something yeah four six months I know it's crazy um, <laughs> somebody I remember seeing somebody on that tweet be like I, it might have been Vic who friend of a uh, friend of the show uh, who was like oh I hope you had a nice vacation uh, tw- uh, Valiant social media manager <laughs> or something yeah. like that. The last three tweets are so there's that coaching announcement tweet, um, which was 14 hours ago. So like the day of um, December, uh, December 6th, December 1st was them just saying that they're going to be continuing their operating partnership with LGE, Lingon Esports. Um, and then the last tweet they had before that was um, their results tweet from when they played against the Hunters on August 14th. So it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, so almost four months. Yeah, or just about four months. So. That's a that's a nice little vacation for somebody, I guess. But yeah, I think they could. I'm wondering, you think that they could just set up a bot to like auto like <laughs> to just auto post the tweets at this point? No, 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 no. We're not taking jobs away from people that way yet. Um, Because you still need somebody who can make like fun tweets, you know. Mm-hmm. And actually get interaction on your posts and stuff. So I, I don't think that we're to that point yet. Alrighty, so um, there's a lot of Activision Blizzard news to talk about. Um, there's a really good timeline that we were able to come out that actually IGN put out, which kudos to IGN because I know their stuff is kind of in suspect sometimes. Or I guess not suspect, it just has mediocre might be a better word. I, I, um, that's about that's more about their reviews, though. I don't think that really has to do with their journalistic pieces, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, so last time we talked... Um, there was de- there were announced delays to Overwatch 2 and to Diablo 4 um and Jen O'Neill who was the co the like the newly appointed co-leader for Blizzard had stepped down. Um we're going to kind of go like event by event. So excuse me. So we're going to go kind of event by event. Um there was a there's a report that came out about a week after our last episode, November 16th. Um, that alleged that Bobby Kotick, uh, the CEO of Activision Blizzard, um, knew about allegations like the alleged sexual assault allegations within the company studios for a long time. Um, and had not disclosed the information to the company's board uh, that it kind of went on further to say that, like, not only did he not disclose any of these things, he himself has a history of sexual harassment allegations and similar behavior. Um Jen O'Neill, who was who had recently left, um, ha- claimed that she had previously experienced harassment at the company and was paid less than Mike Ibarra and had said she was tokenized by the company. 
Um, just to look at that again, I want to th- I I want to just mark the insanity of this Labasco that legitimately they promoted Jen O'Neill to co-head of the company. Yep, and they still did not pay her as much as the other person who's co-head of the company. Yeah, you 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 had that you you had her leave the company too. Like you couldn't even keep her in that position that you were using her that you you were tokenizing her for right like mm-hmm. like it's pretty ridiculous it's pretty terrible that that they have been so bad at and this is going to sound bad um in, in some ways but like they couldn't even like do what they do the bare minimum they couldn't do the bare minimum to keep her there to keep using her as this thing right like like they couldn't even do that they're so inept they can't even tokenize someone well enough Right. It's 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 just kind of not even mind blowing in a fun way. It is like it is just painfully ridiculous to think about that. Like you the whole a whole big point of this is that like whip is female employees saying that they're not being paid as much as male employees. And even with this, you could you couldn't bother playing paying Jen O'Neill as much as Mike Ibarra, who from what I've been told, all Mike Ibarra has really been doing recently has just been. um streaming himself selling raid clears or whatever i think so whatever it is in wow he, he's been or mythic raid passes like he hasn't done anything well he, I, from what i've heard or what i've seen is that his twitter is literally just him talking about doing mythic dungeons and and wow that's what yeah. i've seen so that that's what people are frustrated about is that's all he's ever tweeted about right is about world of warcraft stuff um and uh, and it's not even like World of Warcraft, like things going on for WoW, it's him playing WoW that he tweets about, mm-hmm. and and that's what I think has frustrated people a lot. Um, th- this isn't where it comes out. Um, it's like a day after th- this part of it. I think is where she um, had written a scathing email on her departure. Um, talking about basically how she, you know, talking about the tokenized stuff in that too, but also talking about how she doesn't have faith that the company is going to be able to turn things around. Yeah. Um, for multiple reasons. There's something in there like that she was inspired by like the people who are working to try and like enact that change. But as far as the company itself, that she's not confident that yeah. actually happening. And And that's part of why she left. Um, it there's more in there about um some of like Bobby Kotick's behavior um that there's internal documents that show that like he was well aware of like what was happening um that a bunch of it was emailed directly to him and that he didn't share any of it with the board um and I know in the moment you and I when we were talking about it, we're like okay cool well, like he went behind the board like he definitely like he like he kept stuff from the board like they're definitely gonna get rid of him like. In a lot of corporate situations, it doesn't matter what's going on. Like you get rid of the dude at that point. But come to find out, um, the more you look into it, most of the board is on the active. Most of the board directors on Activision Blizzard is there be- directly because Bobby Kotick got them on that board. <laughs> yeah, and to no surprise, the board has done nothing to this point to not even reprimand him. They've done nothing. Oh no, they said they so. Couple of, a couple of things really quick. Jen O'Neill said that she was offered an equal contract to Mikey Barra, but only after she said she was going to resign. That's terrible. 
Um, Absolutely terrible. Yeah. Which, again, the bare minimum. The bare freaking minimum. It like it's it's this weird like lazy evilness to it of like you couldn't be bothered, like you don't even like. Ugh. Um. Also, news came out that apparently when we remember a couple months ago when um we were complaining about that horrible email that um mm-hmm. supposedly Fran um what's her Thresher, name I think Fran Dre- something like that <laughs> I might be wrong Fran Drescher's the actress from the <laughs> yeah, name isn't she she is um, um Fran. God. I can't, I can't. Townsend. 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 That Fran Townsend had read. I don't read know why Fran like, came to my mind. That's so bad. She's the only Sorry other Fran for- any of us know. Yeah. Um, but like that whole horrible email that Fran, dre- you got me doing it now too. Um, that Fran Townsend wrote about how like, oh, I've never experienced this. And like, it's horrible that people are trying to drag our company through the mud like this. Um, came out that uh, Bobby Kotick wrote that email. And <laughs> Said, hey, Fran, you need to send this to everybody. And then when she sent it and everybody like dunked on her for it and was talking about how horrible it was, he got to come out and be like, this is a tone deaf response and we need to do better. And like, we need to, so like, he got to respond to his own email without people knowing that he was responding to his own email. And Fran Townsend doesn't get any um, slack or anything like that from me because no. she's still not a good person. But that is so gross and like conniving and just, like really, Bobby? Like really? Come on, man. So that comes out. Um apparently I'm trying to think of it. Um later on in the month, um the peep uh the bosses of both Xbox and PlayStation um had kind of had very similar responses. Um apparently the head of Sony Interactive Entertainment, um Jim Ryan told employees specifically that he was disheartened and frankly stunned at the recent developments. While Phil Spencer, the head of Xbox said that he was disturbed and deeply troubled. Um, They've gone on to say they are evaluating all aspects of our relationship with Activision Blizzard and making ongoing proactive adjustments. Um, Activision Blizzard said, we respect all feedback from our value partners and are engaging with them further. We have detailed important changes we have implemented in recent weeks and we will continue to do so. Um, Nintendo, I think, has said something similar, not publicly. I think it came out that like Doug Bowser, the head of the company, um, uh, was talking about it in like an internal memo, like to employees, like, hey, I, which I think a lot said along the lines of like, hey, we see what's going on mm-hmm. and we where is it? I, I'm skipping ahead a little bit, um, but it says, along with all of you, I've been following the latest developments with Activision Blizzard and the ongoing reports of sexual harassment and toxicity at the company, he explained. I find these accounts distressing and disturbing. They run counter to my values as well as Nintendo's beliefs, values, and policies. Um, goes on to explain that Nintendo is pr- committed to provide an open and inclusive workplace and expects the same from the industry and its partners. Um, they say they've been in contact with Activision. They have taken action and are assessing others, although they don't say exactly what they did. Um, which, so, okay. The fact that all these companies are coming out and making a public statement, that's great. That's awesome. Um, it is convenient that Activision doesn't have anything else coming in the pipe for a little bit as far as anything major. So, like, we will revisit this once a big major game from Activision Blizzard or even just Activision is actually coming because right now they can say this and not necessarily lose much. Yeah. Yeah. This is, um, this is very performative from all three companies, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. there's nothing big coming from the company that you want on your platform. 
So you're not as concerned about it right now, right? So you have the opportunity to say something like this, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think at this point, it's kind of like, okay, um, great, but are you going to take it to the next step or not? I don't expect any of those companies to actually um, follow up and, and, and really um, stay committed to the words that they said, right? Well, because like, what's the next Activision game? Good question. Like, I, that's the thing is like Blizzard, whatever. Um, the last COD just dropped. Um, there's, I'm trying to think of what they have coming up next. Uh, like, maybe the next they, COD? Like, <laughs> that might be the next game that Activision does. Maybe the next does. COD, yeah. Freaking. You know what it is? Lobo, I um I have not played Overwatch, you know, probably since our last game night because Same. of stuff like this. However, I've been playing Sekiro a lot, and um I'm conflicted about that as well since Activision's a publisher for that game. Uh that's a little bit different though. I I I I wouldn't necessarily like like that one, that's a little bit different. I, I wouldn't get too feeling like that with Sekiro because there, there's certain things that unfortunately companies have to do regardless. And sometimes you have to work with a company, even if you don't want to or something. Um, I wouldn't be too, uh, too much about that for Sekiro. Looking at the timeline, well, at a timeline for releases, um, the only things they have so far is a Q4 of 2022 uh, call of duty. Untitled. We don't know what it is. Um, apparently, next year and then to be announced call of duty move the call of duty movie um crash movie? team racing nitro fueled what? and warcraft 4 warcraft what what warcraft 4 how did i never hear about warcraft 4 um that's wild Wait, starcraft no, 2 legacy of, well here's what it is here's what it is um Starcraft 2 Legacy of the Void producer Tom Morton states that Blizzard is considering starting production on a new RTS version of Warcraft after the current work wow. on Starcraft 2. So it's it's nothing. Um, I don't know. Either way. Um, so more news came out. Activision. So Bobby Kotick said that he would reportedly consider ste- he would consider stepping down if he can't fix problems with speed. Um, he said that he yeah, if he. He he will consider stepping down if he can't fix the current problems um, in a timely manner. Um, Bobby Kotick has had 30 years to uh, fix these problems in a timely manner, and he hasn't done it. So why would he do it now? Yeah, I, it, that whatever. That's just him saying whatever to to try and appease to people. Right. Um, he has no intention of stepping down. Right. Just like just like the, the three companies we talked about earlier and Nintendo, Xbox and Sony don't really have any intentions to stop working with Activision Blizzard. That's why they said they're going to evaluate it, right? There's um this also skips over th- something um on November 18th over a thousand Activision Blizzard employees signed a petition for the removal of Bobby, Bobby Kotick as CEO. Um somebody crunched the numbers for where like a thousand employees from Activision Blizzard is like a significant portion of their worker base. Yeah. Um a petition encompasses virtually every part of Activision Blizzard's business with employees from Activision Blizzard, King, Infinity Ward, Raven Software, Toys for Bob, and other studios all signing on. Um, 
there's been if you've been following the social media around it there's been a lot of, of stuff where so bobby about like bobby kotick specifically being removed um once we found out more about the board directors that became a thing of of removing the board um because the board has the the board has pretty much said that they're going to double down and they're going to stand behind bobby kotick as long i mean the subtext being as long as like they the seem it's still profitable to do so yeah that's that's it's all ridiculous right it's all pandering like none of it actually leads to anything especially with the fact that you have so many employees you know signing this petition I, th- there's a lot going on um cool though activision blizzard set up a workplace responsibility committee um <laughs> announced at a press relief at 7:30 p.m. pacific time the community will be made up of two independent directors who will, quote, oversee the company's progress in successfully implementing its new policies, procedures, and commitments to improve workplace culture and eliminate all forms of harassment and discrimination at the company. It will require management, including CEO Bobby Kotick, to develop means of measuring success in those areas and deliver progress reports. The press release said that the company is working to add a new, diverse director to the board. Um, but a lot of people point out that... um. The committee is pretty much made up of people who are already board members who've been present during everything. Right. And that there's no actual like reference to um, how this applies to the board itself. Or higher. Yeah. So like it's this other thing of like, okay, we're going to make a set of rules and like, oh, convenient. Those rules don't actually apply to um, Bobby Kotick or anybody on the board. Very convenient. Right. It's it's that's why there's been so much. so much criticism for this, right? Because mm-hmm. because of stuff, the manner in which that it that, that it gets announced, there, there's a lot of reasons why people are not happy with these you know things that they're saying they're doing that are supposedly going to push the company in the right direction. And then the most recent event was today, December sixth. Um, Raven Software is a Activision Blizzard owned game studio. They've done some work on Call of Duty, correct? Raven Software is one of the main. Uh, uh, they're the ones who made. From what I've been told, they're like the big studio behind Warzone specifically, right? Yeah, I believe they're the Warzone team. But like they, there's two different. Um, I think it's Treyarch and Raven Software, the two that trade off. Like, like. Um, so basically, the is way it that Infinity it works. Infinity Ward. Well, Treyarch, I think, is a part of Infinity Ward. I, I forget. It's kind of weird. Um, Call of Duty is kind of weird, but basically there's two um, there's two development houses that make Call of Duty. Right. So every other year. Uh, is a Raven software game. Right. And then the other, you know, so one year's Raven software and then the other developers the other year and then it's Raven software again. So it gives them an extra year of of, of a uh, production cycle to make the game. Right. So they're not doing like, you know, uh like an EA title, like a Madden or something, right? Where it's the same people uh, every year and they have one year to mm-hmm. make the game, right? Like, it's not like that. That's that's sort of the point of why they do this, to give them extra time. They, um, so they, uh, what's it called? A, a, over 60 workers at Raven Software uh, walked out of work on Monday in protest of their parent company laying off 12 of the studio's quality assurance testers this Friday. 
Virtual Walkout is the third work stoppage at Activision Blizzard in five months since the company was sued in late July. Stoppage was scheduled to begin at 9.30 a.m. Pacific time. Um, so, and a lot of stuff, and this kind of skips over, a lot of stuff, so for one, Activision Blizzard releasing, I, that's a sports term, firing all these, like a bunch of people for these studios who have done a lot of work for them, a lot of heavy, big, like supporting work for them. Yeah. In a year when I think it was, I don't know if it was their most profitable year ever, but it was close. I mean, they made like $1.9 billion with Call of Duty uh, this yeah. past year. So it's one of the, I think it's Call of Duty's biggest year, right? Or mm-hmm. one of Call of Duty, Call of Duty's big every year, whatever. It doesn't matter. The point is, is that they've made so much money that it's one of those things that like, they're not getting rid of people because they don't have the money. Mm-hmm. They're trying to clear out more money. Right. Exactly. This is this is sort of like the situation that we we had with the Paris Eternal, right? Where the Paris mm-hmm. Eternal was like, we don't have the money to to do this, right? When it's like you you you're owned by a company that has more money than it'll ever know what it needs to do with, right? Um, it's whether you want to spend the money or not. And one of the, one of the things that people are very mad at for Raven Software is that a lot of these QA workers were promised raises, were promised a lot That's of other right. things. Even though they were contractors, they were promised a lot of stuff um, that obviously they're not going like to get. They were promised a raise, or they were promised like a restructuring of like what their contract was. Yeah, they, they, yeah, because they're they're technically they're contractor workers, right? Like they don't actually, um, they're technically not hired by the company, right? Um, mm-hmm. They they were basically going to be promised like positions where like like actual positions within the company, I think, was like part of it, too. Um, there there was a lot of problems with with this. But like QA work is kind of this sort of what happened. This is kind of part of the job, though, too, is that you kind of um, you are a contracted worker. So a lot of the times those people don't feel like they're part of the company. They were promised a lot of stuff that made them sort of feel like, oh, OK, so I am part of Raven Software. Um, this isn't the only company where this has happened as well. Um, are, are in, in Activision Blizzard, right? I, I think Jessica Gonzalez, who I don't know if we mentioned though, she had decided to um, resign. Well, so background, she's been like a lot, like one of the bigger voices for. Um, she's one of the organizers. Her, yeah, she's she's one of the organizers. She also was, as far as social media, one of like the main voices for. Um, Blizzard employees going through everything. And then she has moved on. She has put in her resignation um, and is moving on to another opportunity. Um, I don't know if you saw her stuff. She was talking about of posting it on LinkedIn and talking about the amount of people coming out to try and defend Bobby Kotick about how she was being like, so she people accused her of like bullying him. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's so dumb. People will come out and like people will simp for like rich white dudes all the time man like that's why people love insane you've met people who do it for elon man of course people are going to do it for freaking bobby kotick but like yeah so we'll see um but yeah it's it's one of those things where she made the point of like this is how women get pushed out of games at the point where like you just can't deal with it anymore and you take a better opportunity which is which is great but you're moving out of an or of a you're moving out of a 
industry or out of a medium that is important to you or that you love and that was the reason you wanted you know, to do a this. company that that you um loved as a kid right that meant everything to you right that, that that's mm-hmm. the case of a lot of people who go and work at blizzard like I, I have friends who work at Blizzard, right? And, and if you know somebody who works at Blizzard, one of the things you always hear, especially from people who are maybe a little bit earlier in the job, is like, yeah, sure, you know, uh, if you're somebody's worked there for a long time, you're probably doing pretty well. But like taking a job at Blizzard's kind of a, um, you do it for the love of Blizzard, right? You don't do it uh, for the paycheck. Because, yeah, and there are there reports of people saying that, like, we're like, well, you want to work at Blizzard, right? Well, you have to understand that, like, we're going to, like, that, that's used as, like, leverage to pay you less because you're working at Blizzard. Exactly. That's the kind of company it is. It's, like, it's one of those places where you, you know, you want to work there, right? Because it's Blizzard. And and that does get taken advantage of. And you you don't make the money. Like, one of my friends was telling me, like, yeah, I, I I make a pretty good salary here. He's like, but if I wanted to, I could go to Rockstar right now. He's like, and I could make double what he was making, basically. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, stuff like that. Like, like the, that's that's the difference between I mean, working at Blizzard and working somewhere else. And that's not everybody well, at Blizzard. Well, but also, that's not necessarily, like, unfortunately, for those really big name brand beloved entertainment companies, mm-hmm. it is is not uncommon i mean for my future job prospects aside like i've talked like labasco you and i have talked about like what my like where i would like to be working in a couple years for like the industries i'm looking at yeah um those ones specifically take the access of like well it's the main company and also hey there's certain oper- there's certain things you get to go do because of this company so we're going to use that as like take it out of your salary the annual rate for this thing. So like it's, it's not uncommon. Um, that doesn't make it any less despicable. Um, it makes it almost more in my eyes that like, this is something that is so widespread. And this is why, um, if you've been paying attention to Twitter lately, you're seeing a lot of people in these industries that the, the industry Ramsey's is getting into people in the gaming industry, uh, people in tech in general, uh, there's been a posting lot of their salaries. Sh- yes. A lot of them have been posting their salaries lately because they're, they want more transparency, right? They want people who are working at these other companies to be getting paid what they're paying. I, <laughs> I saw a couple of salaries and like th- the amount of money that they're making. If I made half of what they made in my life in, in my, uh, as my salary, I'd be ecstatic. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, that that's like <laughs> it makes you realize it's like wow what what am i doing with my life a, a little bit too but also it's like man th- there's a lot of differences between some companies and other companies even though they're in the exact same industry and like size of the company and how well those companies are doing are basically the same it's it's taking advantage of people right like yeah because you want to come work at the at like the big, important, famous place, like you have to be willing to take a pay cut for it. I mean, you saw things from people, right, talking about how like I could literally no longer afford to work at Activision Blizzard. Yeah, yeah. There were people. There, there was like um, stories of employees like all living in the same like small apartment together and stuff, just to be able to afford to live. Right, like. Like, I don't remember. I don't want to, like, say the wrong size apartment, but but it was like the the size of the apartment or house that they were living at was not 
enough room for the number of people who were living there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they could barely afford to eat stuff like that. They could barely afford to live where they were living, even with living with other people. Like that shouldn't be happening when the company made 1.9 billion off of one video game. Yeah. They don't have that many employees, right? Like it, it it's absolutely asinine. It's ridiculous. It's sad. It's gross. It's there. There's so many words for it, right? It's frustrating because you see those people and you see the games that come out of Blizzard and you're like, man, for how much money they make, why are they only ma- why are they only getting paid this amount? Mm-hmm. It's so there was that there was something earlier this week, too, where there was talk about that, like. I'm trying to remember where I saw it, um, let me see if I can find it on her Twitter. Where like there was something that came out this week about. I think that I th- I thought I were um was just like talking about it where there was something where it was something about okay, one of the Raven QA people affected by layoffs was trying to get disabilities accommodated by asking not to work overtime and it was denied. Activision will tell you that overtime is voluntary. Look at HR's own words in the second message. Um so Somebody was submitting their accommodation form for review by HR working a five day work week and voluntary overtime is very important to me. Um, I need downtime over the weekend for both my physical and mental well-being. I'm not currently in a leadership position, so missing weekends will not severely impact operations. I've been able to do 10 hour shifts and I've done so in the past. So I need the option to work a regular shift to be able to take care of myself. Also, according to the American Disabilities Act, Americans with Disabilities Act, working a modified schedule is something that is within my rights. Um, response from HR while the business is still unable to remove you from the over required overtime hours as a workplace accommodation under ADA we invite you to work with your healthcare provider to discuss the option of an intermittent leave under the Family Medical Leave Act I understand you will reach 12 months of service with the company on a certain date and this will deem you eligible to request unpaid job protected leave entitlement under the Federal Leave, Federal leave Act please see the attached information on intermittent leave for your own medical condition and let me know if you have questions you can discuss the option of leave with your employer. You who have prescribed frequency and dur- duration for imminent leave. Um, you know, so pretty much what it wanted to be was like what they were pretty much saying was like, okay, like instead of we're not going to change your schedule, including working overtime that you're not legally supposed to be able to work. Instead, we're going to make you take your paid vacation time. Yeah. If you want any sort of break. Right. Instead of giving you what you're, you are governmentally. And this actually, it looks like it was from a while ago. It looks like it was from a couple of years ago, but it's, it's still terrible. It doesn't matter if it was from a couple of years ago or not. That happening is still. Oh, yeah. Come on. They they just released a bunch of released there. I, I did the same thing you did using terms from from sports. They fired a bunch of people for no reason. Right. Because they didn't want to pay them um, because of what they promised them. It's no surprise that they'd be doing things mm-hmm. like this. Um, but it's funny because you you know you were talking about uh Jessica Gonzalez who her Twitter handle is literally Blizz Jess right mm-hmm. like it, if that doesn't tell you everything that you need to know about like how much people will care and how much they want to be part of the Blizzard or you know Blizzard want that in their freaking Twitter handle I mean come on well you don't put that because um you you hate blizzard right like you do it because you love it 
And and mm-hmm. she is now at a point where she no longer wants to work at a company that she literally used as part of her Twitter handle. And you're seeing people, of course, like it's very easy to just type in Twitter like this is why you need to unionize. But it's not necessarily something that simple. We know that there have been discussions and that there has been movement towards that. But actively unionizing like that is not something that's super easy. Well, and it, it, depending on the company, it can be or the type of job and stuff is it can be really hard to do, right? Because a union is usually for specific mm-hmm. type of work, right? Like that's why you have a plumber's union, you have an electrician's union, right? Like stuff like that. Um, when you're talking about a company like Activision Blizzard, you you would need a union for the people who do the coding, the person who's the one who does the VFX. You know what I mean, like. Like it would be it's a lot harder to unionize in that way um, in under those sort of circumstances. Right. Uh, it, it definitely does make things a little bit more difficult, but that doesn't mean that there aren't things that you can do that can maybe help you um, protect your rights as a worker. That is still something that's definitely very easy to do um, and can be done more easily when you come together as a collective. Mm-hmm. We'll keep you guys updated on it. Um, I'm confident that we will still be getting some sort of news. Um, but yeah, I, I go back and forth. Cause there have been times where I felt like, man, they like, they may end up, they may really fire Bobby Kotick, but I just don't see it happening. Well, he he has so much control over the board. How can you expect that to happen, right? When also something that is so, um, some listeners might know the term. Um, but Labosco, are you familiar with the term uh, "poison pill"? No. So, a poison pill is specifically in this context. A poison pill is a clause added to a contract wherein if if a person is removed from their from their position, if they're fired or released, they are then entitled to um, they're entitled to something. And that's not uncommon um, specifically. That's not uncommon in a lot of areas, especially you think about like people having um, like retirement packages or like with severance. That's normal. It's called a poison pill because in those situations, you have people who are entitled to incredible, incredible amounts of money or incredible amounts of like stock options or people like it's, it's a poison bill because the idea is like, if you were to fire this person or get rid of them, you would have to pay them a ton, ton, ton of money. Yeah. And there, and granted, we've never had this confirmed, but there's a lot of suspicion that that's written into Bobby Kotick's contract as well. Wouldn't that, be like, surprised. if you were to get, if you were to get rid of him, you, owe, you're going to have to give him like a couple hundred million dollars. Would you be surprised? Um, oh, not at all. I expect it. I mean, the guy, how much did the guy make the, the last year? 200 million, 250 million, something like that. In the in the area, the ballpark. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on. Like, like, if you don't expect him to have something like that in his contract, like. You're just you're night, you're night. That, that's what it is. <sighs> so. That's, I think, another reason why he's not going to get. I don't know. I would be shocked, but I would welcome it if he gets sacked. I hope it happens. 
a lot of people would. Um, it's going to take a lot to make that happen, though. And all we can hope is that things that, you know, we're going to keep keep you updated. There's a lot. God, this I feel like the 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 news stories don't ever stop. You know what I mean? Like, like there's other companies that have been able to sort of bury this like Riot and a couple others. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, that's something we should mention as well. Between like Arcane coming out and like Valorant being in a pretty good spot and mm-hmm. like TFT being in a pretty good spot. People have been super gushing of like, oh, man, look at Riot, like crushing it where like you're right crushing it while like Blizzard is struggling and flailing. It's like, oh, no, Riot has similar allegations. There's apparently a similar suit that's coming across like that is being filed with Riot as well. Yeah, there's been a lot of information that's already come out. There's probably more stuff, too. Um, This isn't the only company. Uh, It's always worth mentioning Ubisoft as well. Is that's mm-hmm. a company that that people kind of forget about Ubisoft unless one of their big games are coming out, right? Unless there's like a a uh, Assassin's Creed coming out, people forget about that company lately. But that that's another company that that needs to go through a reckoning of sorts as well. Hmm. I agree, sir. I agree. We'll keep you guys updated with everything going on in that sphere. In the meantime, um, this is probably our last episode for the year, huh? Yeah, this technically would be because the next time you'll hear us, it'll be in January of 2022. And who knows? Maybe there might be there's some there's something special Lobo and I have discussed about doing. We're not going to say anything until we actually have it like in the <laughs> works. But and we'll see. Um, I know to be 100% honest with you guys, um, between the two of us and then with Ja, we're kind of discussing where the podcast goes from here because... We like look. I love covering this game. I love covering the league. But between not knowing at all when Overwatch Two is going to come out, um, not to mention the stuff going on with ABK, uh, you kind of get into a spot where you wonder what the right decision is to make as far as like where you want to dedicate yourself. You know? Yeah. No. It 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 definitely is something that that becomes a lot more difficult, right? Um, it, it's hard to not look at things that are going on. And and really question about uh, how you feel about things um, about Blizzard. Um, the game itself is in in a very very sad state right now too, because the game is literally in limbo, right? Um, what what do they call it? What is limbo? What they call the area when you're not in heaven and you're not in hell? Purgatory. Purgatory. I mean, so lim- the, limbo the is purgatory. also called that too. But yeah, yeah. Purgatory is the better word though. Uh, that was what the word I was thinking of. Per, the, the game's in purgatory. Like, just just look at like what anybody's saying about the game right now. It, it, it mm. is complete and utter purgatory. Um, and who knows when it'll leave this area? Um, and who knows if we'll be heading to one of the circles of hell or whether we'll be going the other way. Um, with Quick note game. as well. We we didn't talk about this during the owl section. Uh, John Spector is not going to be um, VP of Overwatch League anymore. He's moving in with he's moving on to a position specifically with the game proper, like with Overwatch itself. I don't remember. They talked about who's taking over for him. I don't remember who it is. Did they really? I I never saw them say who was taking over. He kind of said, like, and I'm excited for yada, yada, yada. Um, Overwatch commercial leader at Blizzard. Um, He I thought he said that, like. We, I th- maybe November tenth, maybe. Um, 
I thought I remember him saying that, like, I'm excited for this person to, like, kind of step into what I was doing. Maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I have been known to be wrong. I don't so. I never saw anything. Um, that doesn't mean that there wasn't something there. Um, you're probably right. All I know is that I I never really was the biggest fan of Spectres. Not that I don't like him as a person. He seems like a fine guy. Uh, I just don't think he was very good and transparent enough for the position that he was really doing right. Um, I, I definitely was not the biggest fan of some of the things that he had said as well um, or how he treated how certain journalists would you know, put out information. Right. Um, mm-hmm. He was very defensive a lot of the time. And then some of that stuff would end up turning out to be pretty true. You know, are you, um, are you familiar with Sean Miller? No, I'm not. I'm assuming not the American basketball coach, Sean Miller. (laughs) Um, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, Sean Miller was named the new head of the Overwatch League. Um, He was the senior business operations manager. Hmm. Um, So. Business operations, I I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it's too early to know anything, right? Like, we don't know how this guy's going to be. He might be great in this role. He, um, Nate it's Nazar's. Overwatch. Do we ever have, co- do we ever have confidence in anything? No, no. I, I, I liked Nate. I liked Nate Nanzer. I like Nate too. I met him too. I think you were with me when I met him. I um, think so. I just, you know who I miss? I miss my boy, Pete. I miss my boy, Pete Vlastelica, dude. No, you don't. Shut up. Shut <laughs> my guy up. guy who did literally nothing, Pete Vlastelica. <laughs> no. Uh, it, Pete, Pete was good for what he was supposed to be doing with non-commissioner stuff, right? Um, but that's beside the point. Uh, Nate, was the, Nate was the best commissioner we've had so far. Um, we haven't truly had a commissioner since him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if we'll ever have a commissioner again. Because it doesn't seem to be a point of emphasis or a point of concern or, um, y- you know, uh, I-, I don't even know what Spectre's uh, official title was before he moved on. It was like he was vice president of what? Of the Overwatch League? What does yeah. that mean? Who was president then? You know what I mean? I, like, like Lavosca, you're asking questions that I don't know. Like, that I, that nobody I knows. With you. It's, it's we'll never know. That, that's the point. That's the problem. Lavosca, I, I have a secret to tell you. You, it's you. It's been you the whole it's time. I, I know. It's been. It's always been me. I know. <laughs> I, I, I've known the entire time. Um, no, no I, you, you've you all been part saying? of the most. You. Oh no, a hundred percent. Like, and it's people make the calls. Well, and like people make the call for transparency in like kind of a dumb way sometimes. Where like people ask for transparency when not without really understanding what they actually want or what that actually yeah. is. But like, if you can just like, just the feeling of like keeping us engaged and keeping people along for the ride. That way, it's not a thing of like, okay, we have no idea what's going on. We have no idea what to expect. We feel completely out in the dark about everything every single time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I was talking about it with a friend of mine. Like, I have not felt rewarded for being a fan of Overwatch or a fan of the Overwatch League. Uh, Overwatch League less so. They've. 
they've tried. I understand it maybe hasn't always been successful, but I do. I get the sense that at least like they, they came in with a committed direction this year. But like I have not felt rewarded for being invested in Overwatch in a very long time. Um, whereas like, and that's the main point people I, I want to give to Riot for like, Riot makes you feel Riot right now has been rewarding people consistently for being invested in their characters and in their product. I guess I don't know. It it, it um I guess it depends on what you mean by rewarded too. Right? I mean I, I, I think I mean more like emotionally rewarded, I guess. For like people who are like, oh my gosh, I find like I think with Arcane specifically, or even with Runeterra, right? People it's I, I guess I'm coming in more from a lore perspective because I'm like that guy. I'm like a lore and story guy about it, but like I mean I, I am too, but like as far as the Overwatch League, like that's I don't care, right? Like, 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 I care more about what are you doing to make the players' lives, you know, easy and and make it where they can compete at the highest level and not be burnt out. You know, mm-hmm. how, what are you doing to avoid having players retire every two years? Right? Like, who who do we have in the Overwatch League who's going to be our double lift? Right? Who's going to be our Bjergsen? Who are going to be these guys? We keep ha- losing these players that, that we think are going to be those people right now. Luckily, we managed to get one of those guys back in Stryker, but still, you get, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I mean, we'll see if Stryker lasts the whole year, man. Exactly. Like- That's my point. <laughs> it, it, it's you're, you're not doing anything to retain one of the most important parts of your league um, thriving, right? Is having superstars that are recognizable and that stick around for a long time. Right now, not every game is going to be built that way, but still like think about how long simple has been around for like Counter-Strike. You know what I mean? There's plenty of guys who are like known in whatever game it is that have been around forever. Right. Um, What's going on with Overwatch? Why do we keep losing players to other games? What are you going to do to stop that? Right. Like, like that should be one of the biggest concerns they have, because it's one of the things that you can market off of and build off of. Right. Like it's really bad. And I've said this before, but I'll say it again, Ramses, that the most recognizable celebrities that you have are the personalities that are part of your broadcast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I love everybody on the broadcast. Right. I think that you want those people to be recognizable. You want them to have a celebrity status of their own. But the players should be that to another level, right? And you're not really seeing that happen. Mm-hmm. I I agree. I'm right there with you. Well, um, I don't know. There's a lot to go on about it. Yeah, uh, we I, could I be here on. all night talking about our yeah, frustrations. It's, um, it's just frustrating. But um, but this is the end of our year, right? Like I think we can. We can air a little bit of those frustrations, a little bit, right? Because uh, it's a new year next year, um, and we hope we see some of this happen. Uh, but we've been hoping for how many years now saying this? It gets a little harder every year. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, how many people do you and I just know personally who have just 100% backed out? And I'm like, you know what, Too whatever, yeah. I'm going to go dormant and like, we'll see. I will decide whether or not I want to feel about it when we get there. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. A lot. A lot of people. But yeah. Anyways, thank you guys for being here for another year of Push the Point. We appreciate all of you, whether you're listening or 
I mean, that's what you do a podcast, but we, we appreciate all you guys. Thanks for being here, being a part of things. Um, thanks for hanging out with us, even though we've been very quiet on so many of our, on all of our social media channels and just in general. But again, just lots of things going on in the Overwatch. Well, in the community, yes, in the game, not so much, but thank you guys for being here. Give us a tw- uh, follow um, on Pushpoint at Pushpoint POD. Leave us a review on iTunes at your podcasting platform. Um, I don't necessarily know. Uh, I think I've, we talked about game night last time. Uh, I think I was finally in a spot where I'm like, you know what? Yeah, we could do game night. I feel good about doing game night. And then more stuff came out about, about Bobby Kotick and people getting horribly treated. And I was like, you know what? I don't necessarily know anymore. So I don't know. You'll hear from us in the discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons as far as whether or not that's going to be happening. Mm hmm. Yeah, and support the Patreon, patreon.com slash mash those buttons, because at least mash those buttons is something that I can get behind and I feel good about. Mm-hmm. So little is a dollar of month, too, is all you have to do and you get access to Patreon exclusive content. Please support the network. It's awesome here. There's a lot of really good shows. Some of them you're going to hear about right after we're done, too. So stick around for those. Yes, sir. You can follow me on Twitter at Ramsey's underscore OW, and you can find Labosco at Labosco. Yep. Cool, cool. Anything else, buddy, before we sign off for the year? No, um, just, you know, have yourself a good holidays. I hope that that it's good for you, Ramsey's. I hope it's good for you listening. Um, you know, th- this has definitely been a very rough year and we, we can only hope that 2022 is going to be g- better. Um, but at the very least, you know, Ramsey's and I will still be around here for at least a little bit. So doing something. Exactly. Alrighty, y'all. Thanks for being here. Have a great holiday season. Take care of yourself. We appreciate you. Be good to each other. Stay safe. Stay healthy. Um, we'll see you soon. Have a good one. Thanks for listening to a Mash Those Buttons production. If you enjoyed the show, you should check out mashthosebuttons.com and see if any of our other shows might interest you. All of our shows are available on your podcast platform of choice like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. If you enjoy our content, you can help support Mash Those Buttons by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash mashthosebuttons, where you can receive Patreon bonuses for as little as $1 a month. You can connect with Mash Those Buttons at twitter.com slash the Mash Network, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, or join our Discord at mash.gg slash discord. 